Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, lighting the firelighter of chat to stoke the barbecue of fun. I'll take it. Okay, there was the pause was long though, man. Well, I thought you were going to say something else, and I thought, oh, no, that's it. I thought, well, fair enough. The, what were you, like, creating the flames of humour? Is that what you were hoping for? I don't know, because well, you barbecue so much. I yeah, thought you, he knows the whole process of barbecuing, so he's probably going to take it all the way through to completion here for when the food's ready to eat. But uh, you were just like well, a barbecue. lot. That's a lot of analogy, though, isn't it? It's just supposed to be like one line. Sure, but you know. Well, you like the firelighters, James. I tend to leave it, you know, uncovered there, burning for about ten minutes, and then I shut the lid. So right now, this is probably the bit where the uh, you know it's being left burning for ten minutes is the intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, then we shut yeah, the yeah. lid when the podcast starts and things yeah. really get hot. Open the vents, yeah. Oh, man, I love barbecuing so much. Ed Gamble loves barbecuing. I think James Acaster never owned a barbecue. Together they host the off-menu podcast where we have a guest every week into the Dream Restaurant and they tell us their favourite ever start a main course, dessert, side dish and drink. Might do one tonight. And this week... Huh? I might do one tonight. And this week, our special guest is... Donald, Donald Gleason. Gleason, an absolute barbecue of an actor. What a guy! He is such a great actor. Ed, you all love him. Yes, he's done loads of stuff, James. Ex Machina. He was in that great episode of Black Mirror when he kind of comes back from the dead. He is in Star Wars for Christ's sakes. Come the on. Revenant. The Revenant, baby. Also, Ed. He's in Frank of Ireland. Did you know that? That's coming out tomorrow, a brand new sitcom on Channel 4. I did. That's very exciting. He's in that with his brother, Brian Gleeson. Brian Gleeson. And maybe there's even a little cameo from a certain Brendan Gleeson. No right. relation. I thought you I thought you were going to say you were in it then. I would be good as another Gleeson, wouldn't I? Yeah, you would be, actually. If you found out I was another Gleeson, you wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll bring that up with him uh, at some point when we, uh, when we chat to him. Um, but very excited to have him in the Dream Restaurant. However, however excited we are, if he's a secret ingredient, which we will agree on now, he will be removed from the restaurant. And this week's secret ingredient is Manuka, manuka honey. honey. I, I don't trust any food that is mainly pushed on people to help their voice. Yeah, look, I'm not saying it doesn't taste nice. I've had Manuka honey in the past and my voice has been bad and I need to do a gig. And I'm like, come on, we've got to get this voice up and running quickly. 
I guess I'll resort to it. I'll get some manuka, honey. James, um, at no at no point yeah. have you ever thought I'll resort. You must love it when your voice goes and you get to eat honey from the spoon and it's socially acceptable. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's my first port call before yeah. I've tried anything else. Yeah. Straight away, I, 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 I eat the manuka, honey. But I resent how much it costs. Yes, it's very expensive. I think it's it's pointless. And so, it tastes just like any other honey, man. Like, I, I'm sorry to say Yeah, of it. course. I don't think it's for the taste, though. It's supposed to have other properties, right? Yeah, but, like, who cares, right? Who cares? But I'm, I'm a bit worried. Maybe Donal will bring it up because, you know, he does a lot of theatre. Sure. He has to look after his voice. Maybe sure, sure, sure. He, he's going to have Manuka honey as a little extra course or something to help his voice. Well, then, you know, he's going to get what he deserves. He's going to get chucked out the restaurant. Yeah. With a heavy right. heart. With a heavy heart. But for now, here is the off-menu menu of Dodo Gleason. Welcome, Donald Gleason, to the Dream Restaurant. <laughs> Welcome, Donald Gleason, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for some time, so this is great. Thank you so much for for having me. Brilliant to be here, to be talking to you. You're you're most welcome. You can always tell uh, when someone's heard the podcast before because uh, they politely wait for the genie to explode out of the lamp. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Didn't want to preempt it. I was. It's also interesting to see it actually happen in front of my eyes. Yeah. You know, yes. an experience I've been looking forward to, and you know. Enjoyed very much, so thank you for that. Was that as dramatic as you thought it was yeah. going to be? <laughs> Describe the, the theatre of it to the audience. I was wondering if you would take some time to get into character. No. Nope. Nope. Straight in there. Yeah. Just like, you know, it, it almost like it was second nature. Yes. Hands out wide and not full eye contact with the screen. Actually looked into the distance no. yes. while you were saying it, which surprised me. But again, I enjoyed it. I didn't look at you in the screen where you are on the screen. I actually looked at where you are geographically. So where I was gazing off there was actually towards you and where you are in the actual world. So you were looking at you were looking towards Dublin while you Yes. Were, so my yeah, genie okay. powers. I know exactly where Donald was and I looked over there, so I was staring into his soul and not into the screen. That's not who he is, really. I really appreciate that. I mean it makes me feel right at home. It's not you know, because obviously we're doing it during a lockdown, so it's it's nice to feel that you did. You looked straight at me. Uh, thank you. That's why I felt so warm. I don't know about you, but that seemed like James was really coming up with some bullshit excuses for a terrible performance. What? I bought it. Have you yeah. ever worked... You must have worked with, occasionally, in the early days of doing acting, with some terrible actors who were bad and then came up with absolutely awful awful excuses to get around it. Because that's what it seemed like to me, putting that out there. I was... There's always the actor, and oftentimes I'm the actor. There's always the actor who will tell you in in detail all of the research they've done the thinking they've done behind the scene this is what i think my character is feeling uh, in this scene and then they say action and all of that falls away and it's just a scared boy you know it's like, it's like that kind of, you know what i mean like that's that's often how i feel on set so i mean it's possible there was an element of that but i didn't get fear i didn't get fear donald said that i didn't even have to get into character that it was just instant like that not many actors yeah. are that good well it's just like hmm Maybe you did the character work before we started the call. Maybe you yeah. had taken an hour, done your vocal warm up, and you were. Or you were maybe, good to go. or maybe, that, and this is not an option that either of you have considered. Maybe there's just not really a character. What? Don't do this to me. Maybe it's just not that deep. <laughs> oh, maybe, I, maybe I am really a genie. That's what it is, actually. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe it's sort of forgotten that you're a genie after this moment completely, and you just become James Acaster again. No, I'm a genie, and I've always have been. <laughs> 
And you do, you do, you know, you're a waiter. I mean, you do, you act impeccably yep. as a waiter. You hang around a lot for a waiter. I will say yes. that. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of talking, but yeah. uh, I think that's part part of the charm. I will say my preparation for this has been horrific. So I thought about it a lot. Yeah, good. That's what we like. And my preparation was awful. I I went down the street. I went to a sandwich place called Farmer Brown's, and I got the biggest sandwich like I, I think I've ever eaten, and it was delicious. So I finished it. And now I don't want to think about food even a little bit. The thought of any... I looked at my list and I was like, I want to puke. So this is terrible. Because of Farmer Brown's sandwich. I would, yeah, I want to yeah. hear more about Farmer Brown's because that... You know, obviously, uh, English people have a stereotypical vision of Ireland uh, being yeah. uh, all quite rural. I d- didn't know that, Ed, but that's good to know. I didn't know that, to be honest. <laughs> oh, do you? Do you have a stereotypical... Um, yeah, it's not a real farmer. It's a place called Farmer Brown's. I went down, got a sandwich. They, the power cut while I was there, and they were very nicely said, don't worry about it. The grill is hot enough. We can make the sandwich. And it was amazing, right? But it was, I think maybe, I think because they knew they were shut for the rest of the day, I think they put everything that was left into my sandwich. Yes. And now I never want to eat again. Oh, the dream. Mm. Although, to be honest, in terms of being prepared for this podcast, you've not had the biggest nightmare out of all of us today because um, the great Benito spilled an entire pint of water over his laptop like an idiot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. He absolutely slapsticks it before before you came on the call, Donald. He, he, turn, he turned up to a podcast recording soaking wet. Yeah. Still are sparkling. Which is... Yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> Good to have somebody who knows, knows what we're talking about on this pod. I would imagine sparkling would be devastating to the internal workings of your machine. So the fact that he was able to yeah. make the call, I'm guessing, I'm guessing still. Yeah. Do you like the big uh, sandwich from Farmer Browns? Browns? Yeah. I always forget when you're doing this sort of... Like, I can see you. So when I go... I know it's my mouth. Yeah. The, pe- the people at home, they just heard that I've eaten a sandwich and then they hear that noise and they don't, yeah. they don't know where feel it's coming free. from. Feel free. If you, if, you if you do need to let some wind out, feel free. Yeah. Oh, thank you very it's much. A dream, it's the dream restaurant. You go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only person here, right? Yeah. Do you eat alone in the dream restaurant? Are you eating alone? It's up to you. Your choice. You can bring... Holy shit. So during a pandemic, I can imagine that I've got... Because fr- a lot of this is based on... Like I've been, like I've been in my, you know, very small bubble for a year, like everybody. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that I've got friends around now. Oh, lads, this is going to be amazing. Whoever you want. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! My family and my friends and everything. And they don't have to be your actual friends either. You can just make up new ones. You can. Oh, you got fuck! You got chance to start again. <laughs> <laughs> Better friends. I love it. Love it. Oh, this is nice now. I'll tell you what you can have. Actually, we'll make it fun. You can have one family member. One person that you've been in a film with or tv show with oh yeah or play with and you can have one person that you've never met before they're the free that's that's your free choices oh oh, hang on right out the gate you've 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 saddled me with picking one member of my own family that's how you're starting this i've got to pick one member of my own family yes now obviously you're allowed to pick someone you're in a show with as well you know coming up soon you are in a show with your brother so he could knock off that's true two categories yeah, but I've seen a lot of Brian over the last year. Do you know what I mean? Mm, do, sure. do I want to see him ever again? Big question. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, do you know I'm going to go two because I can't pick. I'm picking two. My nana and my grandma who are no longer with us, I'm yes. having them. I'm sorry, you can't. If you say we said only one <laughs> and we're making you pick between your nana and your grandma, that makes you an absolute fucker. So yes. I'm yeah. bending the rules. Nana and grandma, Fine. they're here. How about you can pick your nana or your grandma and then one of them's an honourable mansion? <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, yeah, not doing that even as a guy. Don't care. If he was. At 
absolutely no way. So, yeah, Nana and Grandma. And then, yeah. okay, who's going to get on well with Nana and Grandma? This is Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Some yeah. people. Um, Who are you thinking in your head? Who's, who's, who's the shortlist at the minute who's popping up? They don't have to be the person. You know, yeah, Bill Nye, yeah. I think, is like the best company. And he's great. But both my nan, my, my nana and my grandma might suddenly fall in love with him, which might be a bit of a problem. I'm making mm. it for an awkward meal if they're all flirting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bill, really stop it. You don't yeah, want a love yeah. triangle involving your, your nana and your grandma. Departed nana and grandma and Bill Nye, yeah. who I know and respect. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to think of him in that light. So I'm going to go someone else. And Nye would love that, wouldn't he? Yeah. He'd be charming. Oh, he, be charming oh, he, oh, he, he loves it. Oh, he loves it. He loves being the centre of attention. Whenever he goes out, he says, I'm Bill Nye, look at me. He's <laughs> awful like that. He's one of those actors. I asked him for directions once. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I was on my way to a date, um, a first date. I couldn't find the pub. I was looking around. I looked down the street. Bill Nye was walking towards me. <laughs> And so I just went, excuse me, mate, do you know where the Jon Snow is? And then he looked around and went, I don't think I do. And then that was it. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't say to him at any point, you're Bill Nye. And I was really pleased with myself that I didn't yeah. at any point say that I knew who he was. And I went, and then I had a story when I arrived at the date. Great. It was That's great. lovely. Do you, it's very hard. So do you, so, you know, you're both reasonably... Uh, reasonably, I, was, I don't know. I don't know where to pitch it. You're both reasonably well known. I was about to say. That's fair like a diss and a compliment. Don't, I wouldn't worry about, about it. I was ready to take that as a full compliment. I was like, yeah. where's yeah, it going no. with this? Reasonably, both, I say. <laughs> when people notice you, do you notice people notice you? And you go, oh, for, don't don't look at me. Do, do you ever do that? Do you ever go like a little bit like feel weird? Annoyingly, no. Which means they sneak up on me and catch me off guard. <laughs> I would quite ah, like to to already, but they're very good. Anyone who likes me. Uh, like you experienced with me at the beginning, they're very bad at eye contact. So mm. I actually don't notice until the very last minute. <laughs> ah, maybe I'm making too much eye contact, but maybe I'm staring yeah. at people and when they look back, they're not recognising yeah. me. Stop they're staring at them. They're scared. My lot are a bit uh, a bit less subtle, so uh, they will out loud say, oh, Ed Gamble. That's, yeah. So I very much spot that. That's the one. So it's the, as they walk past, you go, I think that, and then with me, they don't know my name, so they kind of go, that's, you know, I think, was it, was it? Was it Paddington? I'm like, no, it was Peter Rabbit. I turn around and say, no, it was Peter Rabbit. Um, so I get that. But then the problem, and I always think, ah, oh, it, it would be easy to be subtle, I, I, I think. And then when I see people who I recognise, oh, I'm awful. Yeah. I'm going, oh, holding it in, trying not to say the thing. And then once, because I love the band The Strokes, I, mm. I, I was walking by and I was seeing them that night in New York. And I walked past the guitarist and I made eye contact with him for a second and uh, I was listening to him on my headphones. Oh, wow. And, I, and my mind said, don't do anything. And my body went double thumbs up like, <laughs> while, while walking, while walking past him. Oh, no. Just awful. Probably the yeah. least, like, the least strokes thing to do as well. Like, they're so cool that yeah. they've never done a double thumbs up. Never in their lives. And like, because I, you know, because I've seen all the footage. And then he got to the gig and he was like, Fucking Mr. McGregor gave me a double thumbs up on the way here. Did you guys? You, you guys seen Peter Rabbit? Yes, we've all seen Peter Rabbit. Yeah, well, McGregor gave me a double thumbs up. It's a favourite on the on the tour bus. Yeah, I imagine yeah. them all sitting together. We all love it. Yeah, yeah. Right, you haven't said the the uh, the co-star who you're going to have in the who you're going to have in the restaurant. No, I'm going to change it up. Actually, based on our Mr. McGregor talk, I'm going to go Rose Byrne. She makes me laugh. She's really good right. dinner company yeah. and um, just. Hilarious. Makes me laugh, and I don't quite know how she's making me laugh. She's just wonderful like that. Yeah. So I pick her, and she'd be great with my nana and grandma. And then someone you've never met before, someone you'd maybe like to meet. 
the guitarist from the Strokes? No, bad <laughs> idea. Bad idea. You can have another chance with the guitarist. <gasps> I from bet the you'd Strokes. do the exact same <laughs> yeah. thing again. You'd yeah. be psyching yourself up. Come on, yeah. Donald, don't do it this time. Oh, double yeah. thumbs up as soon as he walks yeah. in. Your nana and your grandma would be like, I don't even know him. I've never even met him before. And the whole meal, every time he looks over, just double thumbs up and big smile. Can't take my eyes off him. Yep, sounds awkward. Rose would love it. That's my, that's my choice. Which one of the guitarists was it? Was it Albert Hammond Jr.? Because that is it was the Albert worst. Albert Hammond oh, Jr. No. Oh dear, he's yeah. the coolest one. <laughs> oh dear me. Yeah, ruined it. Ruined yeah. it. Any of the others, you might have got almost like an ironic response. But he seemed nice. He smiled. I think he's met pathetic people like me before. And as soon as I walked past, I was like, I hope I'm not wearing Converse. And I looked down and I was wearing Converse. <laughs> he saw me coming on my life. So someone you've never met before at, at the dining room table. Can it be him, though? I've never met yeah. him technically. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll treat him like a normal person be a yeah. normal person being. Already I've got nervous and fucked it. Okay. You're so nervous like to meet him. But the key, the key Donald... <laughs> In that situation, is you can't don't bring up the story of the double thumbs up because mm-hmm. that would make that's going to make you seem even worse when you're like, do you remember when we were in New York and I gave you yeah. a double thumbs up? So sorry about that, man. I yeah. would never, and then double thumbs down to try <laughs> yeah. and equilibrium the whole thing. <laughs> Your last album, double thumbs down. <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? Like, oh no! Oh no! I like the last album. I don't think. It's one of their better ones, don't know. You'd look like a real idiot uh, if you thumbs down I that it. album. You won a Grammy the other day for that shit. See, I and I know that because every now and again I'll I'll Google them. This is yeah. bad. Oh no, I don't want this <laughs> so in when, the world. <laughs> okay, so Donald, let's break let's break that down. At what point in your day do you find yourself idly googling the Strokes? <laughs> it's a it's a pandemic, you bastard. There is nothing to do. I wonder what he's doing now. I think better check in on the Strokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, better check in. I wonder if they got another album. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, the Grammys, they're coming up furiously refreshing all night. Uh, <laughs> Hope my boys do well. <laughs> Just double thumbs up on the screen the whole time watching those love. emojis, tweeting them at them all night. Double thumbs up emoji. Yeah. Oh, dude, this is, I don't, yeah, I don't want them to know this about me. So um, let's, uh, this was all a bit, this was all a bit that I was doing with you guys. It's all a funny bit. Yeah. Talking about comedy though, but mm. before we get into the main menu, we should talk about Frank of Ireland. Very excited for this to come out. What is the show about for people who haven't seen it yet? It is about a kind of 32-year-old narcissistic fantasist in Arrested Development who's living with his mother, who is kind of more well-adjusted than him. Uh, But they're kind of mates more than mother-son relationship. His ex-girlfriend, who he just can't get over, they broke up six years ago, but he just doesn't want her to move on uh, because he can't move on himself. That doesn't sound funny, (laughs) but it is funny in the show. And then his uh, best friend, who's kind of more naive uh, than him and looks up to him and thinks he's a genius. And they're all kind of keeping each other in the same cycle of behaviour sort of thing. You know, they're all holding each other back. Uh, But centres around Frank, who's just this kind of disaster musician and nightmare of a person. He's like a 13-year-old, basically. And in the character I play, his name is Doofus. Yes, his name is Doofus. We know it's not funny, but we stuck with it. Um, he's more like a nine-year-old. So it's like the relationship between you and your older, cooler cousin when you were nine and he was 13. Lovely. Also, like, I mean, it's you, your brother, your dad um, is in it as well, which yeah. I saw the three of you in a play together once. Uh, in a, Did you see that? I saw The Wall of Farce in Dublin. Oh, it was fantastic. I loved it. So I'm excited uh, that you're all in a, a I didn't TV. I know you go to plays, James. 
This, is, this is new information for me. You were tricked into going to a play. I was in the play, man. What are you saying? <laughs> no, I wasn't really tricked. I loved it. Uh, David O'Doherty uh, was, uh, I was going to visit him. He was like, do you want to go see this play? Absolutely. Um, never before have I absolutely loved something and not understood a word of it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it so much. Um, yeah. And I mean that. I love, it was like jazz. Because like, for those people who don't know, it's like the three of you are from Cork in in the uh, mm. in the play, and you do the accents beautifully, and so a lot of it, um, <laughs> it, was, it was in Dublin. So there's a lot of laughs in places where I was like, uh oh, I think I should have, <laughs> uh oh. But like, I knew what was going on at all times because it was because of the way it was all performed, and I just I loved that experience of like being swept up in the whole thing and. Uh, it was it was really great. What was it like for you? Because it was a quite an important night for me. I fucking loved it, and now I'm now I'm gushing at you. Double thumbs up for that play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will say that means a lot, um, uh, a huge amount actually. I, I, I didn't know you had uh, seen it. You know, all my furious googling. I was like, has James Acaster seen <laughs> the one with Fart? Nothing back. Um, and also, I, lo- I, I love David Sargent. So that's nice that you both saw it. Um, it was a very intense experience. I actually shot that right in the middle of The Revenant. So I did f- oh, wow. f- four months doing The Revenant, which was so, like, intense and, like, male and difficult and, like, what are we doing? Like, a, you know, a lot of minus 30 carrying bodies through the snow. It was like, oh, my God, and it was so long. And then I came back and did that for two months in the middle and then went back to finish The Revenant with shaved legs. And I just, you know, had to <laughs> yes. say, nobody tell Tom Hardy that I've got shaved legs. I'm worried he'll make fun of me. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. I love that playwright. I think that's one of the best playwrights in the world, Ender Walsh. I'm actually going to do a play with him, although whatever version of the play, whatever version of theatre we're able to do, we're going to do it this year. I'm doing another play with him. Uh, my dad and my brother... Uh, and another uh, uh, wonderful actress, the four of us just together going at it. And it's like a boulder going downhill at the very start of it. So mm-hmm. we used to run our lines as fast as we could before we'd go out for half an hour, just so when it goes, you're just fucking going, you yeah. know? And the, one of the first things I do in the play is essentially show the audience my bum hole. That's like <laughs> one of the first first things that happens. Um, <laughs> put my foot behind my leg in a pair of very tight wide fronts. So, yeah, like it was like once that happened, you're like, fuck it, we may as well go the whole hog. Yeah. And it was um, not show the whole hog, but like, you know, <laughs> work <laughs> as hard as possible. It was the best work experience of my life. Yes. I was there for it, Ed. <laughs> How do you like that shit? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for you. I'm very happy for both of uh-huh. you. I forgot that you're not competitive with me. As soon as Donald mentioned having get his bumhole out every night, I just thought, could I, could I do that? It wasn't full bumhole. I, I had pulled just to, just to be technical here, because you know I'm an actor and I think of these things as technical. I was wearing a pair of wide fronts. You you pull the wide fronts kind of into your bum crack, so it's like a thong at the back, and then you and then you sit on a chair in a slouched angle, and then you throw your foot up behind your head. So like you've got a real thin layer of fabric dividing, you know, separating you from. Okay, so there wasn't, there was no visible bumhole. Depending on the night, <laughs> depending on the night and the angle and the speed okay. with which I got my head back there. Mm. I was sat in the upper circle. I can't comment. I, yeah. I was uh, upper circle. You know, don't talk I, about the upper circle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and is this the first time the three of you have done something together since then as well? All three of you? All three of us? No. My dad directed us <laughs> in a short film that my brother Rory wrote and that my brother Fergus did the music for. Um, so uh, we had worked together on that. Um, but myself and Brian wanted to do a, 
sitcom, Breen suggests we write something funny. I was scared about doing something longer form. My friend Michael Maloney I'd written lots of sketches with over the years, done a lot of comedy sketches with him, uh, some of which were to raise money for charity, some of which were for Irish TV. And so the three of us got together and just decided to do something in the... I don't know. I don't know. A little bit Alan Partridge, a little bit um, Fleabag maybe or something. I don't know. A bit all over the place. But like I say, I've seen Brian plenty now. I think we can give each other a bit of a break. He doesn't, he doesn't need to come for the dinner. We always start with still or sparkling. After a big old Farmer Brown sandwich, what are you feeling like? <laughs> N- nothing. Like I genuinely... <laughs> I think I'm all right. No, I'm going to go sparkling. I'm, I'm definitely a sparkling person. I like like an aggressive, aggressively cold, aggressively sparkling. The one where you drink and you go, oh, fuck. Like, you know, like it kind of attacks your mouth and your eyes close and it's gone a bit up your nose and you're angry. Yeah. That's the kind of sparkling water that I, that I like. Just to get you sort of like really excited and sort of pumped up before a meal, you want to be woken <laughs> up by the sparkling water, just have a cup of bees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that exact feeling. And I don't want to like blow out your mic, but yeah, you want to pump up before a meal, right? You want to be like, <laughs> yeah! You know, that's the feeling you want. <laughs> before you eat a big meal. I also got really into it. Obviously, everyone hates sparkling water when they're uh, kids and think that if you like sparkling water, you're old and lame. And then slowly you become everything you hate. And that's what happened to me. I did a job where I had to lose a lot of weight uh, very, very uh, quickly. And I found sparkling water was like my crutch. You know what I mean? That was like, I I, I felt full. It felt like if you're treated sparkling water, you're in bad shape. (laughs) But um, yeah. And so I bought a soda stream. And it's shaped like a penguin. It's like an old-fashioned uh-huh. one. It's kind of cool. And I do like three long pumps until it goes, like until it sounds like it's in pain, uh-huh. you know? Like, so that amount of bubbles into it, forcing more and more bubbles into it. That's what I'm into. So you want sparkling water until the penguin screams, right? Yeah, yeah. I want him deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like inflicting pain on penguins. Like, I'm hurt. I want to feel like I'm hurting the, the penguin. Why is it you only ever hear about acting roles that are losing weight? I've never spoken to any actors like, oh, I had a role where I had to put on loads of weight. It was the best time oh, of my life. Oh, there's what? loads of ones. Yeah, totally. There are. Like, well, Christian Bale has done both, right? Like, everyone yeah. wants to bail it, right? Everyone's like, I want to lose so much weight, I'm sick forever. And then I want to put on so much weight, I'm sick forever. He's, he's gone both ways. But I bumped into Tom uh, Hollander while I was losing the weight, and he was putting on weight. And he looked at me in a way that said, don't even imagine that you're the person in the most pain here. Because <laughs> he, wa- he was waking up at nighttime to like, I don't know if he was drinking ice cream or I don't know what he was doing. He was waking yeah. up, he was like, he was doing the goose thing. He was doing the force feeding thing essentially with himself. And oh, he just Lord. said he was full, like the way I feel now, <laughs> he felt all the time. Is it more critically acclaimed to lose weight though? Those are the ones that you hear about as like, oh, they put themselves through so much, they lost so much weight. No, no one's going, what an amazing thing they had to get up in the middle of the night to goose feed themselves ice cream. De Niro? Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Bull. He did pretty well off that. People were pretty... They, they were people... People... A lot of respect for Agent Bull. Some people even talk about that movie now. Yeah. yeah. I've heard I mean, people yeah. talk about that. I've, I've heard of it. I've heard of it, guys. Yeah. yeah. I would find that so easy. Oh, God. I'd love to get a part where I have to put weight on. I would do it in a week. There's a story that Ryan Gosling was supposed to have a part in a Peter Jackson movie. And his idea his character was that his character would put on a lot... It would, have, would be very heavy. And that was not Peter Jackson's idea for the character. And I don't know if they discussed it or not... But he turned up, like, whatever, 30 pounds heavier. He'd been melting ice cream in his microwave and drinking it. Like, that's yeah. how intensely he was doing it. It can't be healthy. And he turned up and Peter Jackson was like, no. And that was it. He didn't, he didn't play the part. 
oh, more man. like Ryan Gosling. Huh? Am I right? Oh, yes. Yeah? Oh, Pretty good. Yes. Strong. <laughs> Not bad. Really that. good stuff. I've heard that a lot of them do it with the melted down ice cream. Rob McElhaney did that for Always Study in Philadelphia. Well, that's melted amazing, yeah. But that. the thing is, that everyone who does that, I think I just have less sympathy for the weight, the people who put weight on because they're, they're all people who, like, two weeks later, they're ripped again. Yeah. Exactly. I want to see a natural fatty do it. <laughs> and sure. I speak as a natural fatty, but, yeah, natural fatty, you know, I... I could do it in a couple of weeks quite easily, I think, just by taking my eye off the ball. I did at the end of, I mean, and I do think actually, I think weirdly, I do think losing the weight, like losing weight once for for a part really changed my relationship with food, I think, gen- genuinely. And the night that I finished that, the amount of food, they were like, they explained to me in detail, you've got to, be, you've got to put weight back on carefully. You can mess yourself up if you, and I was like, I understand. <laughs> I, I, I understand. I respect my body. There is no way I'll be that idiot. Oh my God. Fucking God. It was horrific. Should I, I, I did end up getting sick. And then I did end up eating more sweets afterwards. It was all sweets. It was like I was seven again. What part was this for? Uh, it's great that you don't know about it. I'm trying to think. <laughs> it Peter was Rabbit. worth it. It was, yeah, I, I wanted to look super slim for Peter Rabbit. No, I did a, I did a film called Unbroken that Angelina Jolie directed. Uh-huh. The part of the film that I was in was Three Soldiers End Up Stranded at Sea. And it, was, it happened in real life. And they lost like half their body weight or something. They lost an insane amount of weight. We were losing a couple of stone maybe at most. Like it wasn't... And we're actors. There's, there's real food around. You're not actually starving. It's all absolutely fine. But um, man, I was an absolute dick while I was losing weight. I was an absolute dick. And I, yeah, I just became a food pervert over that time. <laughs> not the phrase I thought. Not the phrase I thought I'd use. Um, no, but that's bang on. That is bang on. Whenever I'm like trying to eat healthier or lose a bit of weight or whatever, you do just I, you look at the internet like you're searching out the most depraved possible stuff. Like yeah. going, more cheese, more cheese. I wish I'd been able to restrict it to internet time. I was like standing outside restaurants and looking in at people <laughs> and wandering around supermarkets and like nodding at somebody as they took a dessert from a fridge like yeah you fucking yeah you enjoy that respect respect tom hollander taking a pint of ice cream (laughs) off the shelf (laughs) weeping yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) how did eddie murphy put all the weight on for nutty professor (laughs) pop it up or bread pop it up or bread donald gleason pop it up or bread how long have you been thinking of saying that have you not been listening to me like because that genuinely came from nowhere always got it in the back it's always ready to go that's one of the best ones you've done recently, though, because quite often I will see James go glassy while he's, like, working. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Also, full eye contact. Strong. Yeah. I've learned. I'm getting better. <laughs> um, okay. So, again, man, I'm so full. I thought about this. I definitely bread. I'm a bread. I've, I've, Papadoms are fine, but I, 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 I'm a little bit... Am I fussy? I was very fussy eater when I was a kid. Very, very fussy eater when I was a kid. So I'm like, you know, more normal now. But pop, like all this, the dips with the papadoms, the only one I really like is like the mango one and then it's it's too sweet for me so I don't really do that. So definitely bread. So I'm, can I get three types of bread? Yeah. In a little basket? Yeah, exactly. And the amount should be the right amount uh-huh. so that I don't ruin everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be great. So maybe if they can... if. As the magical genie, you can understand how much is a healthy amount. How about we bring you loads, right? No, you, no. <laughs> you have what you like. We pick you out. We say you think you should have that amount so you don't ruin it for yourself. And any leftovers, we give to Tom Hollander who sat on a table over there. Yeah. We're, we're feeding I'm... him like a goose for the whole thing. We're properly, we've got a, a, a tube down his throat into his belly. And everything you don't eat, we just put straight into Hollander. 
I just feel like it's going to upset my grandmas. I don't think they're going to want yeah. to look over and see. Well, they can have their backs to Hollander, <laughs> so I can see him. Yeah, oh. you can. We've got like a hospital <laughs> curtain pulled across. So they yeah, can't like see. the Wizard of Oz. He's behind a little Wizard of Oz. But they can hear him going <laughs> all the time. Oh God! But you would also be aware that whatever you didn't finish, yeah, is going to him. So then you would eat too yeah. much. You would feel bad for Hollander. You know what I mean? I would. So maybe. Yeah. Well. Can he be outside in the cold? Oh, perfect. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, sure. I can't hear him. Great. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go for a crispy French like baguette, still warm, thin slice with like way too much butter and Kerrygold butter from yep. Ireland and not exactly room temperature, but not really fridge cold. Like it's somewhere in between. So you can spread it, but there'll be a lump every now and again. You know what I mean? Like there'll be like a chip that you can't, and you go, oh no, I've got to leave that lump. I, I better, I'm just going to have to eat yeah. that little lump of butter. <laughs> so it's an excuse yeah. to have more, like an unhealthy, like enough butter that, you know, my grandma would tell me that's too much. That's too mm. much butter. But let me get straight. You want the Kerrygold. Do you want a full thing of Kerrygold that you lot are all using? Yeah. So everything, all the Kerrygold that doesn't get used is going straight into Hollander. <laughs> we're, we're, it's we're, going, we're, into, just Hol- it's going into Hollander's tube. It's going to go through them like a duck. That whole <laughs> tube of butter is going to be disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but yes, The thing is, yes. he needs that lubrication, to be honest, because yes. there's a lot coming his way now. Yeah, he's got is a Is he preparing for a roll? Yes. Oh, he is. Oh, thank God. Oh, as long as he's cool with it, then yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm going for that. I'm going for the heel of a batch loaf from Super Quinn. Do you know Super Quinn? No. No. I have no idea what you're talking about. Is it Farmer Brown's alter ego? <laughs> Super Quinn is like, it's like just a, it's like a, you know, super value or, or spar or whatever. It's like one of those sort of things. But they make their own bread and it's really, really good. And the the the, the heel of the batch loaf, I really remember vividly from when I was a kid. It's not like a hard, peak, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of almost like strands of bread flying off it sort of a thing. Jesus Christ, how do you... Anyway, I can't I can't describe it. It's unbelievable. It's kind of that amazing between chewy, like where you take it out of your mouth and bits of it pull away on the thing. Okay. And it's like, Are you thinking of cheese? You're thinking of, you're thinking of melted cheese? A cheese string. That's... You're right, that's cheese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll have the cheese. <laughs> Shit. I'm going to have to rethink my bread thing. Yeah, batch loaf. It's so delicious. And the heel was always amazing. And then, this may be stretching the rules a little bit, but I'm going to go for it. Just a little crisp sandwich. Oh, hello. Just a little one. As part Irish Brennan's bread. I've gone big on the Irish thing. Yeah. And then proper crisps. I heard Rosie Jones going apeshit on crisps. I'm not going yes. that far. I'm not going <laughs> to lose my mind with that. Uh, king or Tato. My grandparents, my, my grandmas are there, so they don't want to be too stinky. So I'll go Tato, I think, are probably less stinky than King. So out of respect for them. Ready salted Tato's? No, cheese and onion. It's still a bit stinky. Yeah, it's still cheese and onion. It's still quite stinky. Yeah, but like, you know. I love the level of respect for your grandparents that you don't want to go too stinky. Yeah. I haven't seen them in ages. I don't want to upset them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when I give them a kiss at the end, I don't want them to recoil. When they were with us, was that something they, they didn't enjoy? Smells? <laughs> My smells. I did stay there. I did stay stay in my grandma Gleason's a lot, you know, when I was a kid, into my teens. So I'm sure mm. she walked into many a bedroom and thought, he's got to get his shit together. This is horrific. You know that teenage boy smell? Yeah. Oh, God. you got to get it out of the blankets. You know what I mean? Like it's like a double wash scenario. Yeah. yeah. When I say it out of the blankets, I'm talking about the smell. The smell. Yes. Yeah. No, don't worry. The yeah. smell. The... Good. Good, good. Just to be clear, with your nan and your grandma, you, you don't want them brought back... Um... You in Black Mirror. You don't want that. 
Oh, fuck, no! <laughs> no! Yeah, well, because they were so weird on Twitter as well. You know what I mean? It wouldn't reflect their real personalities. They were um, they were really aggressive on Twitter. You know? <laughs> I, I forgot that. Oh, what, what was it? Oh, the whole personality is built off of your social media, isn't it? And what you put out into yeah. the world. So, yeah, grandparents, yeah. it really wouldn't work. No. So this is the most... We've had a few Irish guests on before, mm. and we've had Kerry Gold chosen. We've mm-hmm. had uh, specific types of Irish bread chosen. But you have really out irish all the irish guests we've had in the past how does that feel to have been the most irish bread course so far on off menu i'm gonna be honest it feels really really good fuck those guys you know like we're all in it for ourselves yeah at the end of the day this is a competition to be the most irish and i feel like i'm winning are we are we staying in ireland for the starter staying in ireland for pretty for pretty much all of it pretty much all of it so i've gone for prawns pill pill you know prawns pill pill no, that sounds like it's a, it's a guy. It's the jazz musician. You, you guys know Prawns Pill Pill. Uh, you don't know Prawns Pill Pill. So it's in a little. The way they do it in this place called the Old Spot, which is in uh, Ballsbridge, which is the funniest name for a place, I think. Brilliant. Yeah. So when I go to London, obviously Cop Fosters is hilarious, but yeah, like yeah. Ballsbridge is two funny things back to back. Ballsbridge. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. What do people call it in America? The taint or something? Yeah, isn't it? yeah, like, yeah definitely. Is. The gooch. Yeah. The gooch, yeah, yeah. The yeah. gooch. Yeah. If, you, if you've watched Jackass, then yeah. you can call yeah. it the gooch. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the cast of Jackass. What? <laughs> I'm absolutely obsessed with what? them. I know you don't even know that about me, Ed, but like my what? YouTube history is just full of what are they up to now, cast of Jackass videos. Can I just say, welcome to the club. This is great. This is great. Now we're talking my language. The best experience I ever had in a cinema, I think genuinely, like I've had some incredible moving experience <laughs> like i'm thinking thinking like moonlight and things like you know the things that actually yeah. meant something but the jackass <laughs> the jackass movie was the most like it is it communal is that the word <laughs> everybody was talking to each other holding each other saying to somebody he won't do that will he he won't yeah. do that with that sandpaper that, yeah. please don't and then asking people you don't know to tell you if it's happened or not and at the end full round of applause in a dublin cinema very unusual and yeah. uh, best atmosphere ever yeah absolutely love it don't put sandpaper on your balls bridge yeah <laughs> i think what they put on their balls bridge was one of those uh <laughs> was one of those things with electricity in it that people yeah. do to stimulate their muscles yeah they did do oh, that man and now I just sit around and I just catch up on what they're all up to, how they're all doing. <laughs> it's brilliant. Wee Man lived in a van for a while, for about oh, a year. Man. Um, Bam's not doing great. He's just been kicked off of oh, the latest film that they're doing. I saw that. I know. That seems sad. There's a lot of stuff going on. Steve-O, though, strength to strength, completely sober, really make, making a go of his life. It's really good to see. He looks very healthy, very well. James, you're, you've got to get your priorities right, man. Come on. Yes. Yes. I mean, do what I do and spend all day Googling what the Dirty Sanchez lads are up to now. <laughs> I know what they're up to. One of them heckled me at a comedy gig once. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so prawns peel peel, right? The way they do it is like in a little a shallow like clay bowl. It's like almost bright red looking oil and it's like chilli oil, garlic, very garlicky sort of oil. And then all the prawns. And the way they do it there is like... The prawns are like whole prawns, so legs and everything, little eyes looking up at you. But what they've done is, to make it easy to eat, they've chopped the heads off and then placed them back on the prawn. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which, it's so grisly. When I had to think about it, I thought, that's absolutely horrific. But it makes it easier to eat. And then little bits of chorizo 
And I can't, it's so long since I was in that restaurant. I don't know if there's chorizo in it, but if there isn't, then I'd like some chorizo from the porthouse down the road to be in there yeah. along with it. Uh-huh. Really plump, fresh prawns and garlicky and chili and um, hot and delicious. They give it with a little bit of bread at the side, but I think at that point I might be breaded out to soak up all the amazing. And you're like, I shouldn't dunk in this oil. This oil is not for eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes you do it anyway. You need the bread to get some of that oil up. Yeah. yeah. You're not just going to send the oil back because we, we all know where that's going. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Did they eat the oil? I'm afraid, I'm, I'm afraid not, Tom. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, that is a prawn head. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> the prawn heads, one after the other. <laughs> well, I imagine when you said it sounds like a jazz musician, prawns pill pill. Mm. Obviously, you do just imagine a prawn. Yes. Uh, playing the saxophone, I guess. That's that, that, that's the because of the prawn's posture. Of the way it of is, of course. You imagine it playing the sax. I couldn't imagine it playing any. Got to be the saxophone. Yeah, yeah, because the saxophone is the closest instrument to looking like a prawn, right? <laughs> yes. So you've got a full jazz band. Everyone in the jazz band is a different thing that you can have in a seafood restaurant. Who's on drums? Who's on the double bass? Who's on trumpet? And who's on piano? I've got a razor clam on drums. Okay, interesting. I had an octopus on drums. Mm. Ah, but I was thinking more just like tall, straight, like a drumstick, and he's almost <laughs> using two of his friend's shells. He's headbutting. Oh no, he's using his friend. Oh, he's, he's using, using the sticks. carcasses yeah. of his friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> or live ones. I don't know. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen on the beach? So I think it's razor clams. Have you ever seen people get them up out of the? It is absolutely horrific <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. Let me say, it's a beach. It's lovely. It's twilight. The the sea has just sort of gone out, but there are. Almost, you know, when you stand on wet sand and it's just wet enough that you stand on it and it almost looks more solid and around it turns kind of more water. Oh, you know mm, that yes, sort of yes. feeling? That kind of just damp, like wet sand. And then when you sometimes get those holes in the sand where you can kind of, it looks like there's a hole and you wonder what's, what's down there. I think it might be razor clams, but I saw a fella on YouTube pouring um, table salt into one of those and this fucking... <laughs> weird penis tongue comes out going like spits up out of the thing and it's the inside of the razor clam oh my god this white fleshy thing and i think it burrows in by spitting sand out its arse and that's why you get that little pucker on top of the sand sorry this is putting everyone off their food and then the salt it makes them come up yeah and they spit themselves it's absolutely disgusting and i really want to do it how did you end up there on youtube what brought you there Jackass. I mean, yeah, of course, yeah. there's a straight line yeah. from Jackass to, yeah. to that. That's fair enough. So I'm just I'm building a picture of your day, Donal. So it goes uh, the strokes, <laughs> Jackass, razor clams. Yeah, Google the strokes. See how Jackass are doing. End up in a razor clam wormhole. Yeah, drinking whiskey. Drinking whiskey yeah. really glum and looking at this. Oh, that's horrible. 11 oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Anyway, that, that on drums. The razor clam on drums for Ed. I'd put an octopus on drums, personally. I think octopus will go well anywhere. He's got the dexterity. Yeah. And they're meant to be smart as well, aren't they? But I think like an octopus would make a real mess of playing the double bass and stuff, whereas the drums, they're all <laughs> all around it, and, it's, and it could like really make the use of its tentacles there. Like you're saying he'd make a show of himself, like his parents would be there and they'd be yeah. embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. double bass. He keeps slapping it and getting stuck to it and having yeah. to pull yeah, off yeah, his sucker yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. He just keeps flinging double basses against the wall and they're all smashing <laughs> and stuff. Awful. Yeah. Another double bass. <laughs> uh, glad we got to the bottom of this. Yeah. Was there anything? Yeah. Was there any other? No, double bass, drums, and. To be honest, I think I, I, I put out too many instruments uh, <laughs> at the top of it. 
Yeah, it's an ambitious I gave band. Us a, a really big band. On the side, though, right, real quick. Oh, yeah. I, again, I wrote this when I was very hungry. I'm very full now. This would make me vomit. Can I get a chicken wing from the Canal Bank Cafe just on the side? Just on the side. Just because it's crispy and delicious and amazing and hot and it makes your lips go, oh, fuck. Oh, ah, like that. It's spicy. Sparkling water, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, the Frank's hot sauce type right. type one. You know, like where it's just enough where you're like, oh, fucking no more of those. And then the only yep. way to solve it is to eat loads more of those. But just one. Just, just one, one so I can yeah, get one. like a taste, yeah. But yeah, so that's my that's my that's my starter done. I think that would be delicious. That does sound good. Yeah, prawns pill yeah. pill with a hot chicken wing on the side. We've never had a side to a starter before, have we? Yeah, uh, like no, you can listen. If if it means I get it, you can it can come in the bowl with the thing. Like whatever means I get it. We don't have to call it a cider. It doesn't have to be on the side. However, as long as I get to eat the chicken wing. I love the absolute. Like uh, you just release all dignity. You like just put it wherever you want it as long as I get it. I don't care. Just stick it in there, mess up the other dish for it. I don't mind. Oh, rolling back. No cucumber. If anybody puts cucumber near any of my food or in my drink. Oh, oh really? Um, you... Yeah. Despite the fact that it's my only meal with my grandparents, I'm saying I'm leaving. And, yeah. and you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm out of there. Hate it. And I was in a restaurant in Australia once and got sparkling water. And I said, can I not get cucumber? And she said, sorry, I have to put cucumber in there. And I said, it's the closest what? I've ever come to actually having an argument with like a waiter. Because I, I was like... I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm paying for the sparkling water and I don't, want, I don't want cucumber in it, if that's okay. And she was like, it's the only way we know which one to refill. Still water, no cucumber. Sparkling water, cucumber, that's the system. And uh, yeah, I had cucumbery water. So you actually ended up having the cucumber. You couldn't just like, you know, put the cucumber on a little side dish and have that on the table so that they knew refill you. This is, yeah, so this is where the problem becomes mine. Uh, I... I think I can taste cucumber like a shark with blood. You know what I mean? Like one part right. blood in a, th- a thousand whatever parts water. I think I'm like that with cucumber. I just really, really don't like it. I think I would taste it still. This you're gonna hate this. I had the most one of the most horrible things I've ever tasted. Uh, I bought a hot coffee. Uh, I got brought a hot coffee. I was uh, in a studio, uh, and it was too hot, um, and I needed to put some cold water in it to cool it down a bit so I could drink it quickly. Uh, and I went to the water machine and put a bit of cold water in it, but it was one of those spa water things with cucumber in it. So I ended up having a coffee that tasted like cucumber. Oh, man. Look at Donald's face. That's absolutely awful, and my heart goes out to you. Yeah. I'm sorry that had to happen to you. And when sparkling water goes still, it still tastes like flat sparkling water. It yeah. doesn't taste like normal still water, which I don't fully Weird. understand. Gassy. Yeah, pumping it full of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not good. Anyway, sorry, we're back at still and sparkling, and I understand we need to move forward. No, it's good just, that we need to know. It just suddenly became important. Just so you know, all the cucumber in the restaurant, we're putting it outside. <laughs> yeah, we know where it's going. We know where it's going. There yeah, it goes. Yeah. For, I, One I way trip. <laughs> and you wouldn't even get the benefit. You don't put on any... No, yeah. I think you burn calories if you eat cucumber, <laughs> oh, isn't it? Like celery. A, it oh, is. poor Tom. It's a, ba- it's a backward step. Oh. All that hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I've not talked. I've not talked to Tom since we finished the job we did together. Uh, since that day, yeah. I, it feels weird that I've incorporated him so thoroughly. <laughs> anyway, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mom's frame with new photos, so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. What's your main course, Donal? What would you recommend? Oh, hello. Right. So that works in normal restaurants. Does that work in our one, James? Well, I guess it kind of does, because you and I would then recommend just our favourite meals of all time. Yeah. Which is the thing that you don't talk about, right? Yeah. So I think I've found a way. If you're actually a genie waiter and you're good at your job, yes, you're going to tell me what, you're, in your opinion, is the best meal, James. So what, what, would, you, what, would, well, you, what would you recommend? I will, I will happily tell you. You can have what I recommend, which is my favourite main course of all time. Or, here's, here's the choice, Donal, or you can have my dream main course. I'm going to have tacos. <laughs> <laughs> going to have tacos. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do tacos, and I'm going to do it from, like, I'm going to say that we've got some good tacos in Dublin, so I'm going to go from mm. taco, taco places in Dublin. 777 in particular. Yeah. 777. Yeah, but I don't know, there's, a, there's one... <laughs> There's one on the corner near the pub that's called Harry Levin. I like that one. Yeah. It might, it might be called Massa. Uh-huh. But I think what I would like, see, in 777, and in certain taco places I've been in American stuff, they do this thing where it's like, fan, it's like fancy tacos, but it's not so fancy that they've left behind what makes tacos delicious. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they still slow cook everything and everything's just full of punch and flavor and makes you smack your lips and go, holy shit, that's amazing. But then in terms of the other, like, elements that they add in terms of textures and stuff like that and crunch and weirdly like pickled pineapple bit i shouldn't say pineapple because no one likes pineapple you know that sort of stuff where you're like what the hell is that and why is it so delicious i'm just going to ask for like an imaginary version of that made up from all 
the amazing taco places in the world, if that's okay. Yeah, I think that's okay. When Wee Man lived in a van, uh, he didn't he, he didn't have bread. He just had loads of taco shells instead of bread, and his fridge was just full of taco fillings. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think I like this. <laughs> he was very happy. <laughs> that's the thing. He, he, he wanted to live in the van, right? It wasn't like he... Yes. Yeah, it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, it was a choice. He chose to do it. Lived in a van for a year. I, I feel like... I mean, does he call himself Wee Man? I feel... I, I find the whole notion very uncomfortable. Jason Acuna. But, yeah, he does... He does <laughs> put, yeah, that's, that, that, that's his real name. <laughs> of course. I mean, if he'd, if he'd then... If he'd started, like, a handyman business called Wee Man in a van, I'd be happier for him. <laughs> yeah, sure. But if... You see, you wouldn't feel... I, I think this is like you deciding to feel sad for somebody who doesn't want you to feel... Because, like, if the guy... What's the name of that guy from the rock climbing documentary? Oh, yeah, the free solo guy. He lives He lives in, in, in a van, and he uh-huh. eats very kind of uh, meagre, but, you know, food from the stuff. If he had, like, a load of taco shells and taco fillings, I'd be, like, smart. Yeah. I scrolled down to read the comments, because there was a YouTube video, We Man in a Van, uh, and the, that he'd lived there for a year. I scrolled down to see the comments going, here we go, it's going to be everyone feeling sorry for him. Everyone was like, this is amazing. I bet, oh, I wish I had just taco shells in my van and I eat tacos every day. <laughs> everyone was loving it. Yeah, I think I'm I'm putting my own standards onto it. I wouldn't like to live in a van with only taco shells, but I'm happy for Wee Man if he's happy. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, Jason. So do you want a um, Wee Man van taco as part of your main course as well? I'm all right. I'm all right. No? <laughs> you don't want... You don't want... <laughs> One of Wee Man's van tacos? Yeah, I'd like it in there, mixed in there, and I don't know which one it is, and if I can spot it, then maybe I get to give him the double thumbs up and thank him for, for giving me <laughs> yeah. so much joy over the years. You, I reckon yeah. any of us could spot one of Wee Man's van tacos in a pile of tacos, like a sore thumb. You don't know. You don't know. You haven't seen the thing. <laughs> That's a challenge I'm willing to... I, I'm willing to accept that challenge, knowing that no one will ever be able to set that up. <laughs> it's unlikely. Yeah, it's unlikely, up. especially with the pandemic. It's unlikely. What's in your tacos, though, Donal? Let's get back to your tacos. What, what fillings are we talking? This is the thing. This is where the, like, what would you recommend stuff also slightly comes in. Like, you just want a load of different stuff. There's too many, you know what I mean? You want, like, a type of all the different meat and seafood and veggies. You just want, like, a load of... And again, this is where I need help with portion control. This one... I'm feeling bad for Tom. I want him to come <laughs> over and be able to say hello. I would love to be able to say hello to him at some point. Let's not bring out... <laughs> A thousand tacos, and then at the end of it, they all go to yeah, all right. A small, a small, uh, the perfect amount for me to eat. Like I think I, what I need is someone else to make those decisions for me. Self control is yeah, uh, it's limited. And you don't want spicy either, because I'm thinking because me and James went to a taco place in LA together called Guisados. Uh, mm. It was really good. It was all like all the stuff was like stewed stuff to go in tacos, mm. uh, and there was one that you can. I think there were like seven <laughs> levels of spice. Uh, and I went up, and they would only let me have level two because I'm such a weedy-looking boy. They let me have the main one. They, yeah, because you you asked for it. You were like, please. Yes, and it, <laughs> and it was too much for me. <laughs> my brother once we were in a restaurant, and he when we were kids, and my brother in my head he's like nine, but maybe he was older. He asked for like the spiciest thing, and the the uh, waiter said, "I don't, I don't think it's a good, I don't think it's a good idea." Sort of looking at my parents, and. He was like, no, that's what I'm having. My parents were like, if he wants it, that's what I'm afraid. And then the chef came out to ask him not to <laughs> eat it. And he uh, he ate it. He, he, he went for it. And it was like, it's not nice seeing your brother in pain, but like, like when he's putting himself through it, it was kind of amazing. I love the yeah. chef came out. <laughs> yeah, chef came out just like, listen, 
and especially speaking to a child, yeah, we would really impress upon you this is not a good idea. Every this time someone not... orders that, the chef goes, "How old is the person who's ordered this? <laughs> Do I need Nine. to go out there and have a word with them?" <laughs> no, but see, I think a little bit. I'll, I'll have like a little bit every now and again of like the yeah. I'll go, I'll go a, a bit spicy just for the shock of it, but not like on the fucking hot wings thing. Where they're like, finish it, put a dab on. I'm like, yeah. no, no, like, <laughs> leave me alone. How are Nana and Grandma dealing with the tacos, by the way? Because having seen my own grandparents eat anything vaguely messy, it sounds like it's going to be an absolute write-off. Mm. <laughs> that, uh, in my head, they don't have to eat, because I don't think, I mean, they would have been into the crisp sandwich. I'm thinking the prawns pill pill, I'm not sure would have been their uh, cup of tea sort of thing. In my head, they're able to, you know, order for themselves and you know what I mean I wouldn't decide for them what they are having so yeah. they can have their own stuff I was going to pick sushi because I was in Japan when I was younger and I didn't eat sushi when I was in Japan it was the best like best trip probably one of the best trips of my life I was there for two weeks I absolutely adored it and I ate a little bit of sushi just so I could say that I had but up until that point I didn't eat sushi and then when I came home I realized I liked sushi especially when I was doing that stupid diet and now I'm like, fuck, man. I mean, I really, really missed it. So having actual sushi from Japan would be a good one. Yeah. But that's something that you haven't had, right? So maybe we'll serve Albert Hammond Jr., someone you haven't met, this dish that you haven't had. And if okay. you want, you can ask him for a bit of a taste. Don't want to ask him. Or ask him how the sushi is when he's got his mouth full to trick him into doing a double thumbs up. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Okay, let's do that. That sounds great. So it's a, a platter of tacos... For your main course. Yeah, like just random loads of different ones and I don't know what each one is and then I have to ask and say, what's, you know what I mean? And then the person That's explains it to you and you still are none the wiser. Yeah, yeah. So, so do yeah. you like to learn and like, do you, do you like eating to be like a, a, a journey of discovery and stuff like that? Do you like to have that involved in your meals? I do, but the problem is because I'm fussy a little bit. What's going on here? Oh, what's going again. on? What have I missed? I'm impre- sometimes I'm impressed by a question that James asked. It happens so ra- <laughs> It happens so rarely that either of us ask what I would consider to be a good interview question, that when James asked, I could tell how proud of himself he was while he was asking it. <laughs> he was doing stuff with his hands he doesn't normally do. Yeah. It, Big it, smile. Was, yeah, it yeah. was just a lovely moment, and I should have let it pass, rather than <laughs> nodding at him like a, like a proud dad. <laughs> Raising his eyebrows and looking at me yeah. like, whoa, whoa, well done. Hello. <laughs> every, every now and again it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good question, though. But that, that, that's what you, a lot of the stuff you've been saying so far, you've asked like you know what we would recommend and, and you want this these tacos you want it to be from different places you want to ask questions while you're having them you've considered having sushi from japan which you haven't had before like mm. uh i get the impression that maybe for you the best time you have a dish is the first time <laughs> <laughs> real good stuff <laughs> not bad eh? uh, yeah that is a lot of nodding over on the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the screen holy shit yeah no i think like the problem is <laughs> The problem is because I, there are some things I don't like. When you go, like a tasting menu at a restaurant is an amazing thing. But then the worry is there'll be something where they bring it out and you know immediately, okay, that's got mackerel and cucumber in it. And you know what I mean? Like that yep. feeling. And then especially the people who, are, who, who kind of work in those places, sometimes, I've only been to th- three of like a, a tasting menu thing. And... Two times the waiters were like amazing and just like generous and made it all experience. And you could say, listen, I actually don't like that. And it would almost be kind of funny and they would say that it would be fine. But then one time I was in Copenhagen and this waiter came over and he was, you know, he re- but he was like a kind of a snob. 
and he was explaining to us like listen on this this is an edible soil so you eat the soil and he would say it to me like you're you know what i mean like i have to say this to people like you because you don't know you know what i mean and yeah. i was like oh okay we okay we eat the soil and then the next one the absolute nerve of him telling mcgregor to eat soil <laughs> Yeah, bullshit. It's unbelievable. Absolute bullshit. Yeah. McGregor knows he's face down in that soil every day when Peter Rabbit plays a trick on it. <laughs> Just grazing all day long. And yeah, but then what he said afterwards, so I said, oh, okay. And then the next dish came and I had all these pebbles in it. And I was like, ah, like kind of rocks, like white rocks with like some fish on top of it. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, and so I pretended it was a joke. And I was like, so I assume we don't eat, um, don't eat the, the stones. Uh, have you ever and he was like no of course and I was like oh have you ever had anyone eat the stones and he said yes we had an idiot in last week (laughs) (laughs) and in my head that's just a woman like bleeding from the mouth and crying because this asshole didn't tell her and then he thinks she's an idiot do you know what I mean they're following up from the soil the edible soil so they're gonna go I don't want to look like an idiot not the the pebble back yeah yeah, I'll get, before he tells me, of course you eat this, I'll eat yeah. it. And then, yes. you, you know what I mean? Where was that, Noma? It wasn't Noma. I forget the name. I think it was like two men's names was the name of the place, maybe. I'm glad to hear it wasn't Noma, because Noma's very nice, and I wouldn't want there to be a rude waiter at Noma. I've never been to like a place like Noma or to one of those places like, what's your man, Heston Blumenthal? I've never mm-hmm. been to like one of those things where you cut into a shoe and actually it's an olive <laughs> or something. You know, I've never yeah. been to one of those mad places, but I would like that a lot. I would love to, all the kind of wonder about it. That can be amazing. And is that the thing that would impress you the most? Uh, if someone brought you a shoe and you cut into it and it was an olive? Because <laughs> that, so, that was so close to the front of your brain there. That, was, that wasn't a reach. We didn't edit out any gaps there. Donald yeah. just straight away went with, I'd love to go to one of those places where you cut into a shoe and it turns out it's an olive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe secretly that's what I'm hoping for every time. I think, I yeah. think that like, <laughs> no, I, uh, no, but also the smell of olives is quite, I think you wouldn't want that. Like in a way yeah. that brings me back to like staying in my grandma's room. You know what I mean? When I was yeah. a teenager, yeah. it's that kind of like, I wouldn't touch his shoes. They're a bit olivey. So I think that would be a bad match. <laughs> yeah. Be a bad match in retrospect. Good tacos in Copenhagen. Yeah. And this is the thing. I think maybe I shouldn't restrict my tacos to just being from Dublin, but I just wanted to mention that there are good tacos in Dublin because, like, obviously, having tacos from other places, like, for example, where tacos are from, Copenhagen. (laughs) Uh, uh... Side dish. And again, it came down to two. Like one, but one of them was uh, 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 it was like this deep fried broccoli from Dirt Candy in New York. Yes, I don't know if you've ever had that, but it's like Korean, and it's just like a Korean like like a sauce sort of thing on it, and it was just like insane. Absolutely blew my mind. Like holy shit! To the extent that I was like, I'm gonna make that, and I looked up online how to make it, and it involved buying a smoker, and I was like, okay, well I'm not. That's not. <laughs> That's not happening this week or any other week. So I didn't make that. So I was like, either that or, and maybe you can help me with this. There's a restaurant and I went on to look for it and it's not there anymore. It was on Wardour Street. And I think there's a couple of them. And I think this was a smaller version. It began with P. It might've been Italian or Spanish. And you it, you go in, it was quite dark. And it was like wooden tables and nice wine and stuff and little portions. Do you know what that place is? But they have these long, thin, and I don't like courgettes. I think courgettes are too much uh, cucumbery for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that texture, I'm not into it. But like, you know, you get those like long, crispy onions where they're not onion rings, but they're like, do you know what I mean? Like, like really string, like skinny. onion strings. Yeah, yeah, onion strings. But it's like courgette strings, deep fried, um, 
with oh, wow. kind of that stuff. So they're kind of incre- and really long and crispy and just in a big nest yeah. and the saltiest, maddest, like, yeah. but apps, like, if you go, like my friends say, listen, we're going to go here and I'm going to order that and you have to order your own. You're not having any of mine. That's just the way it is. And I was like, he's, he's a generous guy. I was like, this is, a, you know, unusually assholey um, for Tig. But, um, but uh, uh, he was right, man. You absolutely yeah. mow through them. And I forget the name of it. Pochettino keeps coming, but he's, the, he, he's like a football manager. So it's not him. It's not Spuntino. It's not Polpo. Oh, Polpetto. It used to be called Pop. That was called Polpetto. And then Polpo was the other one. Yeah, Pol- yes. it, was, it was one of the, it's, yeah, it's, it's the same guy. It's a Russell Norman restaurant. So they had them there, and I don't know if they have them in Popo as well, but fucking hell. And I found myself going back there just to eat it a lot, and I, oh, it was amazing. The word Polpo is, of course, Italian for drummer. <laughs> yes, Very it good. is. Very good, Ed. It was more, nice. that's more of a nodder, but, you know, I'm pretty well, happy with that. I don't mind it. Yeah, a nodder isn't good for a podcast. Three, three, three people nodding. Doesn't, yeah, yeah, I suppose if I make the two steps to get there, that does work. Yeah, very nice. Can they hear this? Can they uh, hear this? Not our usual fare. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds that sounds amazing because I guess they would do that now at Polpo, right? So we could probably find that on the on the Polpo menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really the only thing that's like not definitely from Ireland. You know what I mean? Like, but it's worth it for that. Like that and the dirt candy thing. I was like, fucking hell! Like, and also, I'm aware this is all like heart attack food. This is all. You know, dead at you know forty-two, and people just understand immediately what's happened. You know that kind of thing. Like it's it's um, that's where I'm at. But like it's just too delicious. I'm quite excited about the dirt candy uh, choice, though. I've been to dirt candy. I've got the dirt candy cookbook in my kitchen, which um, I can't follow. It's really it's really complicated. It's actually way too difficult. I, I think it's the one. I think they've done it like a comic book. So it's like an illustrated cookbook which you almost have to follow a storyline a lot of the time to be able to make the dish. <laughs> and it's all, it's already too difficult for me as it is to make the food that they make there. But I went there, uh, well, for New Year's 20, uh, 2019, and um, we went to Killing Bird uh, at the on Broadway. Oh. I, I, I sound like an absolute... Yeah. This, this, this series, <laughs> it's like I go and watch plays all the time. But I think, yeah. yeah. This is crazy. I had no idea you were Tony Theatre. Yeah. Watch that. <laughs> and then went to Dirt Candy straight afterwards. Lovely memories. So someone choosing something from there excites me quite mm. a lot, even though the way you described the Polpetto side was, I could hear the passion there, you know. Yeah, I've got it. No, I've got it. One of the tacos has the Dirt Candy broccoli in it. That's totally right. a thing that you yeah, can do. Fine. Yeah, that's It's totally a thing that would be all right. And then yeah. on the side, I'm having those long, thin, salty, courgette strippy uh, things uh, from Polpo. Yes. You look very happy with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really happy with that. So, your favourite drink, your dream drink. Before we hear your favourite drink, though, Donald, we do mm. need to ask, uh, what's your dad's favourite soft drink? Oh, yeah, that's important. Uh, and, and the reason why we're asking you that is because, and the episode hasn't gone out yet, it won't even make sense to the listener, we uh, have had another actor on recently whose father is also a well-known actor, and we found out mm. what his father's favourite soft drink was. And now that we <laughs> have another actor with an actor for a father, we want to continue this tradition, uh, even though it hasn't even started yet for the listener, because yeah. that episode hasn't gone out yet. So we would like to know what soft drink your dad drinks the most of. 
he's 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 pretty good. He doesn't drink a lot of soft drinks, but I would say there's three that come to mind immediately. I mean, there's only so many soft drinks, but there's three that come. Which would be Coke, Coca-Cola, not Pepsi, um, Club Orange, and Sidona. Do you have Sidona over there? No. What's Sidona? It's a Muse song. It's like it's like cider. <laughs> it just feels like a Muse song. Yeah. Knights of Sidona. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <brilliant. coughs> that's what I was thinking. Uh, of. I bet you do have it over there and it's under a different brand name or something like that. But it's like it's like it's like cider but no alcohol sort of thing, but really sweet, like, like a kid's appetizer. like a kid's drink. Appetizer. That kind of thing, maybe a little bit tart, but also like crazily sweet. Oh no, red lemonade. Sorry, red lemonade. That's what it would be. Cause yeah, on, on New Year's Eve we have like um what are they called? Are they called snowballs? They're uh-huh. like tea cakes, but like coconutty things. Yeah. Uh, that's a tradition. And red lemonade. Red lemonade would be it. It's like a once a year thing. You have it once a year and then you then you don't touch it. But yeah, that would, I, I, my guess would be red lemonade if I had to, if I had to uh, order for him. So you wouldn't choose a fizzy soft drink as your as your dream drink? No, although red lemonade did make me kind of, it does bring me back to like, you know, uh, uh, being younger and everything, which is like a recurring theme with a lot of it. No, I'm going to go. But now I have to rethink it. My grandparents are here, so now I'm worried. I think I was planning on getting absolutely shit-faced on Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can come on, and I just don't think you'll be polite with them. But maybe they, maybe they'd have one too. You never know. Maybe they'd have one too. And what I would like is for because I haven't had like a pint of Guinness from a pub for a year. I didn't go to any restaurants over uh, Christmas. It, we opened up in the summer, so I would have had one then, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the pubs haven't been open for a year and a half or whatever. And I just I love Guinness in Ireland, so I would go for Guinness, not have each one from a different pub. Now, I had too many pubs that would just be getting hot. <laughs> that would be like screaming at my grandma and then, you know, punching Tom. So uh, I won't do that. But I would definitely have one from Neary's, which is amazing. One from Mulligan's and one from Nocton's in Galway, which is where I had my first ever pint of Guinness that I enjoyed. Up until then, I'd just been trying. And somebody once told me your first... A guy in college, this guy Colin Quinn, told me, your first pint of Guinness is like drinking dirty blankets. And that really stuck in my head. It really is. It's absolute, that feeling of like filthy blankets being dragged down your kind of, yeah. into your gullet, like just awful. Um, but I had a pint in Nocton's and it was just amazing. And there was Irish music playing and it was like the best ever. So I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Guinness, even though it doesn't go with any of the stuff. Fuck oh. that, I haven't been in a pub for a long time. It, but it does, it sort of goes with everything, right? Yeah, and you can also get like old style Guinness, which is more kind of fizzy and like poppy almost sort of stuff. Uh, like a glass, maybe one of them would be a glass bottle of that. But no, I can get that now if I want. So no, I'll stick with the, I'll stick with the, like pulled by a proper barman in Ireland. Mm. Yeah, it yeah. does taste right. different, doesn't it? Like I, I had that same night actually. Like I went to see the Wall with Fast. Mm. Dod took us to a pub. Went, let's get a proper Guinness in a in a Dublin pub. And when I was drinking, it, I was like, am I imagining that it tastes different? Am I just so excited that I'm here and doing this that I'm paying more attention to the to to the pint? Because mm. I'm just I'm just zoned in on this experience. Am I imagining it? But it does taste different. It tasted better. But I think it must do because everyone says that, right? In, so it makes sense that you're coming over from England and having that and going, is it the experience? And I'm washed away with the whole experience of being in Ireland. But then Irish people will go to London and say the Guinness is shit. So if it works both ways, it, there must be a qualitative difference. Yeah, but ideas you have ahead of time like, they really affect how you taste something, right? Mm, like, this yeah. is why I'm happy my, gra- my, my grandma and my nana are there. I think I'm probably loving these tacos, tucking in, having a chat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even if they weren't the best. So I'm sure the kind of 
idea in your head. But I, 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 I do think it does. And, and there's also, you can get bad Guinness in Ireland too. And you notice when that happens, you know what I mean? It's just uh, much rarer to get it over in London, I think. Shout out to one of, one of my favourite Instagram accounts at the moment, Shit London Guinness. <laughs> Just pictures of terrible pints. But I swear to God, like a pint of Neary's or Nocton's or Mulligan's or one of those places or the Grave Diggers or whatever, it's like, it is amazing. You should do it sometime. It's like, it's great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I've been holding this in for a long time. I reckon if anyone's going to play James in a film, I think, I think it's Donal, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in. There was, a, there, there was a point in time where there's a lot of photos of you and Oscar Isaac together. Right. Because you'd been in a couple of films back to back and stuff. And there's a few photos of the two of you together. And on my Twitter... It would often get photos of the two of you would get tweeted at me and Nish Kumar uh, as uh, the two of you in an alternate reality. Basically, if you, if if the two of you were better looking, this is what this is what you'd look like. And uh, and it was it was it was a nice little brief period in my life. Yeah. Where... <laughs> uh, I what I I used to get told like a lot when I was younger uh, that I looked like Kate Blanchett like a lot. Oh, I used yes. to get that. For a full year of my life, I was 19 years old, trying to make it as a man in the world, <laughs> and people would stop me on the street to say that I looked like Kate Blanchett. So you don't not look like her. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got a bit of a beard. She's a very, very uh, good-looking person. I met her once and um, was so sort of bowled over by her. She's an incredible presence. Like She's just like, oh, my God. Um, met her. I don't handle that stuff well. Don't handle. I'm not good on first meeting people. It takes me more oh, we to relax and we, stuff. We've covered this. I said. <laughs> so I said hello, and then I and then I walked straight into the ladies' bathroom, and she saw me do it, and I was like, gosh, she see she seen me do that. How long do I wait here before I come out? God, oh, I went to the ladies' bathroom. I guess in that, if anyone else was in there, you could pretend to be Kate Blanchett, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Luckily. Yeah, but then take a piss against the wall because I don't understand that they don't yeah. have urinals in. Yeah. Uh, and they're thinking Blanchett's preparing yeah. for a role, yeah. 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 Fair enough. <laughs> and now, and you've got me excited because you said you've got a sweet tooth. Yeah. So we're coming to the dessert. I know it's not cheese and biscuits. I know it's going to be something good. It, it, it is good. It is good. I'm going ice cream three ways, okay? Love it. I'm going 99... Yeah. That we used to like get on holidays when I was a kid. Yeah. Like that 99, that feeling of the excitement and eating it in a hot car. And no, I don't need to be in a hot car, but just like the amazement of it and sucking it down through the cone. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going 99. Before we move on to your next uh, ice cream of of the ice cream three ways, let's dig into the 99 a bit. Mm -hmm. You got a flake in it, obviously. Wouldn't be a 99 without it. Uh (laughs) When are you eating the flake? Because with me, over the years, I've, I've just, I used to try and make the flake last as long as possible, have a bite every now and again while eating the ice cream. Now it is much more satisfying to just immediately eat yeah, the flake whole. Down. I've got to disagree with you here, James. I'm not, I, I'm not interested in playing you in the movie. <laughs> I, no, no. The, the, well, I think a lot of it depends, if we're really digging down into this, on the temperature of the flake, mm-hmm. you know? Because if the flake is cold, there's a lot you can do. If the flake is warm... Uh, I, I don't like that. I think that then oh. you get it on your fingers, it's not good. It doesn't really crumble in the same way. So if you've got a cold flake, I'm going, take the ice cream, dig the flake in to so the bit where the flake's been in, dig that out and eat a bit of the flake with the ice cream on it. Mm-hmm. Then maybe have another little bit of the flake and then break the flake up and crumble it onto the Whew. ice cream. So then when you lick it, you get surprised little bits of chocolate appearing. Yeah. 
where do you stand? And I used to do this on burying the flake, pushing it right down into the cone. So you've got every time you bite through, you've got a little <laughs> bit of flake. And bear in mind, Ed used the phrase, and I used to do this. <laughs> I, so I directed my dad and brother in a short film once. And in it, my dad, they're playing guards, they're playing like cops. My dad's like eating a 99 to console his younger workmate. He buys him a, a Magnum and he has a 99. And we were sat in the car in front looking back at them. You know what I mean? Like looking uh, at them in the car. And dad, so we were looking, I just said, leave it roll. Let dad eat the 99. Let's, let's enjoy ourselves here. And he bit the bottom off the cone. This is relevant, I promise. Sucked, like, sucked too much of the ice cream down the cone. You know what I mean? Like, like you should have eaten some of the cone before you start sucking it down the cone. And then it blew my mind. I saw the flake emerge from the bottom of the cone and kind of, like, <laughs> like sucking it out the bottom of the cone. It was absolutely bizarre wow. looking. He sucked the flake all the way through the cone. That is power, man. Yeah, no, he'd sucked the ice cream down with the flake, and the flake had come with the ice cream, and so it came wow. out covered in ice cream. It was a. Wow. It was in retrospect, it was a little bit like the cone was doing a poo. Sure. Well, and that was the first time I'd ever considered burying the flake. Burying the, burying flake. the flake. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I had a, a story that absolutely matches up. It's amazing. Sometimes, directly with your experience. Sometimes we just know. We just know <laughs> yeah. While you're asking that this. question, James was nodding. Going, yeah. Did that stay? Did that stay in the edit of the film? Uh, yeah, the very. I think the very last bit is called Noreen. I believe it's on YouTube. It's him going. Oh, oh, I think it's him. I think it might be him getting the flake out. I think it might be in there. Yeah. Amazing. You can't leave out magic like that. So that's part one. Right? That's part, part one. Ninety nine. Second part: ice cream sundae from the movies. From you know, like the ice cream sundae from the movies. Mm-hmm. The one that's like big and it's got like melted chocolate on and it's mostly mostly vanilla ice cream probably but maybe there's different sorts of ice cream in there and like hot fudge and caramel sauce and i thought of a topping that i don't think people do really but i think will be amazing you know the bits from the end of a pan of chocolate the chocolatey bits that oh, stick yeah. out the end of a pan of the chocolate lips. they're amazing yeah they're the best bit by far yeah, that's great. Of course, break those off and sprinkle them on top, and then in your head as well, you know they've thrown away a full pan of chocolate for every four of these little nibs. Well, they're not throwing it away, are they? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think those little bits from the end would be amazing as Good a shout. As, as a topping. So I want those on those. So like from the movies, like the Home Alone type mm-hmm. madness of like a big chocolate sundae or yeah. like you know ice cream sundae, and then so the last one specific. I loved ice cream. Hagendas place in Leicester Square when I did a play there when I was like 19 years old. I used to go to that. I was like, what's that thing that, is it Garth says in Wayne's World or whatever? Like I can stay up on a weeknight like that. It was like that for the first time in my life. I was like, you know, living at large, started eating pizza, went crazy. Used to go to the Hagendas Cafe all the time. And my friend Michael, who I wrote, co-wrote the series with him and my brother, my friend Michael came over and we used to go there all the time and get Hagendas. And he did this thing one day, which I thought was genius. We got a tub when we were leaving, so we'd have more. And when we got back, you can't share a tub with like a platonic friend. It doesn't feel right. Uh-huh. So he chopped it in half with a bread knife yes. down the middle, and then it made its own little bowl. Like a little trough. Yeah, yeah, like a, li- like a little trough, exactly. <laughs> and then I want to scoop out of that cookies and cream, I think. Into a little bowl and an affogato made from that. So I've got the leftover, you know what I mean? Like I've got yeah. the leftover stuff there for afterwards as well. And then maybe a Krispy Kreme donut on the side. Now I'm throwing that in just as a, like a, if you have it back there, great. If you don't, that's fine. 
Uh, but yeah, that's my that's my dessert. What kind of Krispy Kreme? Glazed. When I finished that crazy diet, I went to a shop. I'd already eaten a pizza and a half a bottle of wine. Uh, I, then I'd ate loads of sweets, and I walked to this shop, and I'd been I'd been perving on these Krispy Kreme donuts uh, all the time I'd been there. And I bought one, and I left, and as I ate it, I just turned into like ecstasy and butterflies. Yeah. And I, as I finished it, I looked up, and I was back outside the shop again. <laughs> and I just walked in a circle. So I ate another one as I walked away. And I looked up, and I was outside the shop again. I ate another donut. It's like it's no wonder I was ill. You did three laps. Yeah, three laps and three donuts. So yeah, if if we can throw one of those in on the side as well, I'll definitely take that. Now that's complicated, I know, but I just no. It, look, we can do that. That dessert is the exact dessert you would use to research for the role of James Acaster in a film. Yeah, to be fair. The, the passion the with which you were talking about the ice cream and everything you got to do with it, like chop the thing in half, yeah. one scoop out, put it in an avogato, that's the passion with which James speaks about ice cream. Yeah. I call it research. Do you know what? I wouldn't even make you read the lines in the audition. If you came in and you told me you'd done that, I'd be like, this guy's got it. Yeah, that's a straight offer. I'll see you on set. See you in Ketwick. <laughs> yeah, ice cream just makes me happy. Always yeah. has done. I'm guessing always will until it makes me ill. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going heavy on the ice cream. The affogato. Yeah. I take it you don't want cucumber coffee on this affogato. Fuck right off. Like we'll have yeah. a full argument, a full stand-up argument if there's anything. I try. I've been trying to do them myself. Like I've got a nest. What's it called? Like a. I've got a nest. An espresso machine. An espresso machine. Thank you. I've got one of those, and I was doing like a cookies and cream thing with the thing as like my treat during the week to get through lockdown. And I did enjoy it a lot, but it's not the same as when... I don't know. I don't know what's different. It's not proper... I guess it is. I don't know. It's just not the same, though. Hagen dazs Cookies and Cream is your go-to supermarket ice cream. Yeah, I would say so. When I was younger, I think they had a thing. Myself and my girlfriend at the time were mad about this. It was like... It was a Hagen dazs flavour called Vanilla Fudge, maybe Caramel or something like that. But it had these big pools of dark chocolate, sticky... Like a pool, like, mm. in it all these pools in it and you would put and you're like how the fuck have they done that like I didn't understand how how it was not solid and the ice I was like oh my god yeah. and I loved it so much <laughs> and I, they don't make it anymore I don't think no. I haven't found it anywhere uh, so maybe I would go for that just to mix things maybe I'll go for that in the Sunday. I'll go for that in the Sunday, and I'll keep keep yeah. maybe just plain vanilla or cookies and, cookies and cream for the affogato thing yeah so <laughs> you would like aggressively cold angry sparkling water until the penguin screams poppadoms <laughs> or bread you want a crispy French baguette with Kerrygold butter, the heel of a batch loaf from Super Quinn, and a little crisp sandwich with cheese and onion tatoes. Starter, prawns pill pill from Old Spot in Ballsbridge, with chorizo from the Porthouse, plus one chicken wing from the Canal Bank Cafe. On the side, main course, a platter of tacos from all the world's best taco places, including 7-7, Massa, and Wee Man's Van. One taco has a deep-fried broccoli from Dirt Candy in it. Side dish, courgette strings nest from Polpetto, listed on zucchini fries on the Polpo menu, according to Great Benito. Real. Drink, three pints of Guinness from Neary's in Dublin, Mulligan's in Dublin, and what have you written here, Benito? <laughs> it's in Galway. Nocturns. Nocturns in What's Galway. What's Benito written? Well, I, I, I presume he spelt it the right way. Mm-hmm. But not in a way that you would expect. Yeah, the way Donald is spelled, imagine the madness of that and just put it onto something that sounds like Nocton's. Dessert, ice cream three ways, a 99 with a flake in it, ice cream sundae from the movies with nibs from a pan of chocolat, affogato made with leftover Hagen dazs, plus the uh, half a tub Hagen dazs with a cup of a bread knife, and then why not a glazed Krispy Kreme 
for however many laps of the block you can do. You look really pleased with yourself. Yeah, I, and I know loads of people will say that's not a good, you know what I mean? Like that's, you know, it's a lot of weird stuff and it's all, you know, but fuck that, man. That sounds amazing. Sounds pretty good. I'm good to go. I've digested that sandwich and I'm good to go. Great. I think at the end of it, though, we are going to send out a Farmer Brown's sandwich for you. Yeah. Just to top it all <laughs> just, just as a, on the house. Like a thank yeah. you for coming. Farmer Brown's sandwich on the house. But don't worry. If you can't eat it, feel free to send it away to you know who. Yeah. We'll put, we'll put it in a blender. <laughs> Make a nice smoothie out of it. I'm worried about him. He's a great actor and a very nice man. I, I don't want to do this to him, but... He'll thank you in his Oscar speech. <laughs> I want to say special thank you to, to Donald Gleeson who sent me all of his leftovers when he went to the Dream Restaurant. It was such a great experience playing the fat controller in Thomas the Tank Engine, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, Peter Jackson and I didn't see eye to eye. He asked me to leave. And it was a giant waste of time. It was all worthless. Donal, thank you. Thank you very much for coming to the Dream Restaurant. You've been a dream guest. Thank you so much, Donal. Thank you so much, lads. And thank you for uh, keeping me happy during uh, lockdown uh, with the podcast and the stuff you do. It was, uh, it's been great. Really appreciate it. Well, there we are, James. The off-menu menu of Donald Gleeson there. Delicious. Nutritious. Suspicious. Suspicious and... Oh, no. Auspicious. One of us had more spent on their education than the other. <laughs> the one who can rhyme words better. <laughs> Look, that was a great episode. Loved having loved having Donald on. Um, yes. And I'm very much looking forward to watching Frank of Ireland, which is airing weekly from Thursday the 15th of April at 10pm on Channel 4, and all episodes will be available as a box set on all four, James. Also, thank you, Donald, for not saying Manuka Honey. We would have had to kick you out the restaurant. Yes. And uh, also, big thank you to Bleasdale for suggesting the Manuka Honey for this episode. That was actually my suggestion, but I'm happy to, I'm happy to punt it over to Bleasdale. Yeah. Well done, Bleasdale. That's another point for you. Come on, do it. You want to do it? Bleasdale! There we go. Bleasdale's caught wind of this, of course. I, w- I wouldn't know. I've told you Bleasdale's caught wind. I sent yeah, you screen grabs. Screen grabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's caught wind of it, mate, Bleasdale. Yeah. I, I, I know that it's, you know, maybe it's an advice for me to continue it when I know Bleasdale's caught wind of it. He's going uh, to get a big head, mate. He's going to start yeah. doing conventions. He's going to start doing his own podcast called Bleasdale. I would welcome it. Yeah? Yeah, I would welcome If Bleasdale wants to do his own podcast... Which is just called Bleasdale, spelt with multiple E's and A's and stuff all the way through yeah. it. And it's just Bleasdale talking about the secret ingredients on the Off Menu podcast. Yeah. So each episode is just about a different secret ingredient we've chosen, and that's it. Yeah. Then he can absolutely do it. I will not be a guest. I refuse to come on the podcast no, at I'm, any I'm point. I'm not going on that either. Sorry, Bleasdale. Yeah. Pretty sure that's in modern times, yeah. in the internet age, that's the harshest burn you can ever do on someone is. <laughs> Turning them down for a podcast they haven't even started yet. <laughs> yeah, that I've just come up with. Yeah. Bad luck, Bleasdale. We've got some uh, thanks to give, James. Uh, Absolutely. Firstly, to, to Rainbow. Uh, that's the word rainbow, <laughs> but without the W, uh, who sent us some amazing gyoza. So uh, good. And there were some really nice, like, dipping sauces in there and some The pickles, man. Oh, the pickles were Delicious great. pickles. Ah. Oh, they sent us loads so of gyoza. How, how, I mean, I've had a couple of bags already. Yeah. Have you? How many have you had? I've had the pork, the chicken, and the duck. Oh, baby! The so mushroom good. is very good as well. You're looking for forward to the mushroom. Looking forward to the prawn. Very good. Uh, so thank you very much to Rainbow. They also sent a very cool T-shirt, which I put on straight away. You did. I, I had a Zoom uh, thing with you later on that day, and you were wearing it immediately. <laughs> I was like, it straight, before I even ate the gyoza. 
That's fresh out the bag, I thought to myself. Fresh out the bag. Also, uh, thank you to Rockfish, who sent yeah. us uh, an amazing sort of feast box. Uh, lemon sole. Le- Dover sole, I believe. I don't know if... I'll put maybe. lemon on it. All right, yeah, good point. Uh, lemon lemon sole with seaweed butter, uh, yeah. a really nice crab. Oh, man, the crab Crab thermidor. thermidor. It was crab thermidor on, like, sourdough toast. Oh, oh boy, so delicious. Heavenly. But, you know, restaurants are coming back soon. Restaurants are coming back soon. Looking forward to that. You know, I'll miss the cook-at-home boxes. I hope they keep them up. You know, people say some things we might keep from this pandemic. I hope they keep the Benito rolled his eyes. Just makes me think I've already said it on the podcast before, and it's boring, and he doesn't want me to say it again. I was uh, there's loads of restaurants I'm looking forward to going to. I was contacted by someone uh, from the Farrier in Camden, which looks like an amazing gastro pub, James, and uh, they said, "Oh, would you mind mentioning it on the podcast because we're really new and we'd like people to come when things reopen?" I thought, "Hey, yeah, sure. Let me check out the menu," and then I went on the menu and I was on the menu for probably. 20 minutes just reading about all of it and imagining it. Great. The Farrier in Camden. Oh, I might boy. go. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and give it a review. We never asked for that, really, but do do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just keep yourself safe. Keep yourself safe. Keep yourself clean. Bye. Bye. wondered about the world's greatest mysteries? Who built the pyramids? Where is Bigfoot? Is time travel possible? From invisibility to whether aliens are living amongst us. It's Microscope, the improvised comedy show from the award-winning John Kearns and me, Matt Ewins, an all-round nice guy. Where is it available? I'll tell you. iTunes, Spotify, Acast and all the other places you get podcasts from. It's Microscope. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, well, um, there's another, there's a, uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh, no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's well, there's a bit of a crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But, yeah, again, no pressure. But, um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. <laughs>